welcome to the Other Six Podcast, where we will discuss what it looks like to follow Jesus the other six days of the week. We'll discuss life, food, the recent sermon series of the North Liberty Church of Christ in North Liberty, Indiana. Hey, my name is Preston, and with me on the podcast today is Ben. Hey, guys. And Patrick. Hey, guys. And uh, we're going to dive into a conversation. We're going through the sermon series more than words in our uh, on our Sunday mornings, and so we're going to talk about some words that we have in the Bible. We're going to talk about some failures, some successes that you and I have had together. Uh, not together, but separate. Uh, <laughs> so we all talk together. together. Yeah, yeah so successes that I want, or failures that I want nobody else to know. Uh, and we're going to talk about uh, some great Hall of Fame trivia for the NFL that I'm going to know nothing about because Ben's going to uh, lead us in a, a game at the end of this podcast. So let's dive in. Uh, ben, you shared a story with us this past Sunday about uh, a great accomplishment that you had uh with a relationship with a telephone pole. Can you give me the 30-second the version of that story since some of us might have already heard it? I did a high ropes course, and I one of the challenges was climbing a telephone pole as quickly as you could, staying on top of it, turn and jump off to a trapeze. And I did it four times, and each time I did it, I did it faster. And I was told that I held the camp record. And you believe By the fourth time. The first time, <laughs> not even close, but the fourth time, yes. And... I certainly believed him because I was an impressionable 17-year-old young man <laughs> sure. who wanted to think sure. that I was the best. And now you have a medal framed in your house. I don't. No, no. okay. No. So it's just there's, your there's really There really is absolutely <laughs> zero evidence of the truthfulness of this story. It, yeah. Gotcha. Well, that got me thinking. Your story got me thinking about some of our biggest uh, successes or times that we felt like moments of accomplishment in our lives. So I thought it'd be cool for us to sit down and talk about some of our biggest successes. And then, I mean, eventually we'll get to some failures too. So let's start with successes. Do either of you guys have a story of some, like a, a moment of accomplishment for you? Back to the glory days of high school. Unlike Ben, I was very committed to marching band. <laughs> and, um, and band in general, I was kind of in all facets of band and senior year. There's always like a, during your last concert, there's like an award ceremony for the graduating seniors. And I don't know if it's, it's a national thing, but there's a reward for like going above and beyond in band called the John Philip Sousa award. And, uh, like my entire high school career, I was like, I'm kind of, I kind of want that. I kind of want to get that. So I remember like my senior year, they're going through the awards and, um, they saved that one for last and I hadn't gotten any awards up to that point. So I was like, I think I actually got this and they, they ended up calling my name and I got that reward. So it was like a really good accomplishment for like working hard through high school for marching band. And then, uh, no, nah, I don't even know where that reward uh, award is now at home. I have it somewhere, <laughs> but at the time I was like, Oh, it was really, it was a really good feeling to mm -hmm. get that. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then like five years after that, I started working with that band, that same band. And now they're actually competitive, a competitive marching band. They have a, an award ceremony for just marching band now. And I would go to that and uh, support the kids. And like, I'm just sitting there kind of minding my own business kind of towards the back. And like, they're doing these awards and then they're, they pull up this award and it's like the greatest mom award which is supposed to go to a like a mom volunteer or someone that went above and beyond for the kids. And I know where this is going. 
<laughs> and they go, Patrick Andrews. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> but I felt more accomplished because I got the mom award than I did the John Philip Sousa award. <laughs> That's awesome. That is really funny. I have never received the greatest mom award. And now I'm a little, like, I, it makes now I need to win it. Like, yeah. I feel competitive now. I got to one-up Patrick here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll hold a staff competition and we'll see who can be the greatest mom. The greatest mom? Of our staff. What would be the... What would be the events uh, <laughs> involved in becoming the greatest? I mom? think we're gonna have to ask our wives what they would want us want us yeah, to. I feel like I feel like if we came up with a list of events, it would become very. Uh, <laughs> I think women would have problems with us. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I was just about to say the same I thing. Think yeah. I think yeah. they could turn on us real quick. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not willing to participate in that selection process. Excellent. Good, good wisdom there. That was a great success for you right there, Preston. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that one time I didn't get trapped into saying something actually on a podcast. What about you, Ben? What's the success story for you? Uh, when I think of, I, I was trying to think through some stuff and, and Patrick's stories there helped, helped me quite a bit. And in college, I played basketball one year at, at my freshman year at Ozark. I had a really good first semester, really kind of struggled the second semester, didn't really enjoy it. Um, my grades suffered greatly. And it became very apparent to me that this was probably the end of basketball for me and I'm not going to play anymore. And so I kind of had to like mourn over that a little bit, work through it and everything else and, and was pretty content with it. But at the end of the year, they had like an awards banquet and I got more awards than anybody else on the team. Mm. And like the second semester, I was pretty convinced that the coach hated me and that it was just like this miserable partnership. And I didn't play very much like my Playing time went way down. The first semester, I was one of the leading. Like I didn't start, but I was I was one of our leading scorers. I played a lot. The second semester just changed, and I was so discouraged by it all. I didn't want to play anymore. And by the time we had this banquet, I like didn't care at all even about the banquet. Mm -hmm. But they gave me like three awards, and like like two of them were like among the higher awards mm. of. And I, I can't remember what all of them were. I remember I remember the number three. I can tell it meant a lot to you. Well, <laughs> one of them, one of them was like freshman of the year. One of them, one of them was a significant award of some sort. And I can't even remember what it was. I have it in a box in my garage. Tallest person. So on I could the go team. look. No, it, it wasn't that. Cause I wasn't even that. But I remember that I just, I got this award. And even as I got it, I was like, I didn't really get this award. He's trying to talk me into coming back. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the whole thing, like I got these awards and I was like, mm, thanks, but no thanks. Mm. And that's, and so, like, we were talking earlier about band and awards and stuff. I have this box of awards that, in my life, at different times, they meant different things to me. And every once in a while, when going through stuff, I happen to find them, and my I'll, like, show them to my kids, and they just kind of roll their eyes, like, yeah, Dad, whatever. <laughs> like, they really just don't care. It doesn't mean anything to them. And I found that they really just don't mean a whole lot to me either. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I really don't. I, I have never been an award guy. Like, I've never really won awards um maybe it's just because i didn't do anything <laughs> but uh, like i had all kinds of trophies and uh, a few years ago is when we were moving up to south bend a few years ago i was like you know I, I really don't need i had a lot of like basketball trophies and baseball trophies and stuff like that from when i was a kid like yeah. little league mm -hmm. stuff and i was like i'm just gonna throw away all of these like the participation trophies like mm -hmm. i'll keep the like ones that have value but i'll throw away the participation trophies um so i don't have any trophies anymore 
<laughs> End of story. All of them are participation. <laughs> yeah, they oh, were all. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, they were all. I didn't catch that. So you did a whole lot of participating in your life. Yeah, I did. I did some participating, but I mean, I like our basketball team never did like individual awards mm-hmm. or anything like that. So I just had a bunch of trophies with the default like baseball player on mm-hmm. the top and. That wasn't really worth anything. It had my name engraved on it, but it's like, who cares? Yeah. It probably cost the team like $2. I at one point had a lot of trophies, baseball trophies and stuff like that. And even uh, like baseballs, they would do like game balls and mm. different stuff. Yeah. And they, you know, you'd sign it and date it and all this stuff. I used to have a lot of that stuff. And I don't remember when I got rid of it. I know I don't have it now. I will tell you one, it's, it's essentially a participation trophy uh, that I got within the last two months that um, I'm actually kind of proud of. It's, it's, a, it's a story of success, I suppose. Um, so it was in, it's like two months ago. It was at the beginning of July. So not even, it was a month ago, yeah. beginning of July. Um, or actually probably the last few days of June. Um, I, I, I ride my bike a lot. I like riding my bike. Sometimes I ride it to work. Sometimes I just go for bike rides. I saw a thing on, on the internet it's like a virtual race that you, um, it's like your own pace. You just have to do it. And however much time it takes you to do it. This specific one was shark week themed. And I was like, I, you guys know, Preston's I, all over that. I'm all over sharks, anything <laughs> shark week, you've got my attention. Uh, and so I saw that and I was like, man, I, I want to do that. And it was, the race was the length of one of the coastlines of a national forest in Maui. Okay. Um, so it was like just short of 50 miles, I think. And it was like, you do it at your own pace, however long it takes. Um, you, you know, you have to go through 50 miles straight or like, no, do like at your own. So whenever, however take, many miles a it day, could take a full year. If you wanted, okay. it could take, you could do it in one day if you wanted. Um, I am not at the physical condition where I could do that <laughs> in one day. And so I was like, I can do this And shark week. It's like, ah, shark. Week. And I was going on vacation the next week too. And, but I was like, ah, shark week's not until August. So, um, yeah, we can make this work. Like mm-hmm. that sounds fun. And, for completing it, you have to purchase the ability to enter the race. But for completing it, you get a medal, like a, a very nice shark-themed medal. That's really what I wanted. Basically, I'm just buying a medal that yeah. I have to actually do exercise to get. And so I, I bought it, and then I was like, I got to find out like when shark. Again, this is like the very end of June. I'm about to go on vacation for a full week. And I'm like, yeah, Shark Week's in August. I want to see what that actual date for Shark Week is. And so I pull it up, and it's July 11th. And I was like dang it, that's 10 days from now. <laughs> or it was, it was probably, it was like 13 days. It was like, that's 13 days from now. And I'm going to be gone for seven of them yeah. <laughs> in home. So how the heck am I going to do this? And so like instantly I was like, all right, crap. Uh, I, I went and got on my bike and I was like, let's just see how many I can do. There you go. So I did like nine miles that day. And uh, for me, that's like, that's about what like a normal, highly active one would be. Like I could go a couple miles more, but um, you know, and that's starting to tip the scale into yeah, the that, further end. That's of when it. I really start getting like, oh, I don't know if I should, if I want to do one more lap, I might die, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, I did that. And then the next day I did the same thing and like my legs are super sore and stuff. And I got down to like 12 miles left and I had to go home. Mm-hmm. Like I, we went on vacation and I was like, dang it. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. So I got home. And the first thing I did when I got home to my parents' house, I was like, Hey mom, dad, you guys have a bike? <laughs> They're like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, 
I need to do it. I got to go 12 miles. They're like, what are you talking about? So I, I explained it. They're like, okay, yeah, you can use the bike. So I like got the bike out of their garage and pumped up the tires and went on a ride. It took me two more from there because it was a terrain I wasn't used to. It's just a little bit different level of sure. intensity. So two, two more rides though, and I got you it. got it. And I felt super accomplished. And my medal came in the mail before Shark Week started. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I got to, I got, and it was a medal and a t-shirt. So every night you would wear your medal and watch sharks. <laughs> no, but I did put it on display on our bookshelf case. So <laughs> Nice. That's awesome. That's a cool story. That's awesome. Have you seen the pictures of, uh, there was a picture that came out, I think is yesterday or the day before, of a uh, one of the NBA players who just won a gold at the Olympics Mm-mm. had come back and they have started the NBA Summer League. So it's like all the new guys who were just drafted and like some of their lower level players are playing in what's called a summer league to just kind of, it's, it's kind of like an off season kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. And so this star who was just over, uh, it's uh, I can't even say his name, so I'm not even going to try, but he was a star. He, he played for the Olympic team, mm-hmm. came back and was at one of those games watching his team play. Like he wasn't participating. He was watching, mm-hmm. but he was like holding his gold medal. Like he was at the <laughs> game with his gold medal, like showing it off, which is, yeah. I got to think I would do the same thing. I I feel like I would too. I just envisioned Pat or uh, Preston (laughs) doing that with the shark metal watching shark week. week. I mean, Hey, if you go to my house now, you'll see it. Like it's, it's a big met here. I'm going to find a picture. I know you guys can't see it on the podcast. If you can post a picture of it in the description. I'll give an appropriate reaction so everyone can, can get a good feel for what it is. This is the coolest. Oh yeah. Here we go. Look at that. That's pretty cool. It's very colorful. Oh, that is great. It's not, it's, so it's not a round metal with an engraving. It is a shaped metal. Yeah. Uh, in the sense, like it's been, it's been cut and shaped. It's not just a simple circle. It has a picture of a shark coming and up the, out of the water. Mm-hmm. And that sunset is actually sunset, yeah. slightly transparent. It's not like, it's not like a glass, but it is, you can actually I'm, kind I'm of kind of like a stained glass kind of thing. Yeah. You kind of up in your window and it'll if make you, your, if you put a light behind it, you could see it shine through. So it's very colorful. It's not just like a gold medal with an engraving on it. It's a, it's a pretty high yeah, quality. It is there. a it's a shark. It's a it's uh yeah, a shark breaching out of the water. It says shark week on it. It's got a sunset, colorful sunset behind it. I'm very proud of it. Yeah, Does it absolutely. say anywhere what you did to earn it? Does it say on like fifty back, miles on the back on or the something? Back, yeah, it says something like that. That's cool. And then I, I, it, they also sent me a shirt that says, sorry, I can't, it's shark week. <laughs> and, uh, it's got a picture of a fin. And then on the sleeve, it says, I can't remember what the, it's like 48.9 miles or something. So okay. it's just like, that's what the sleeve says, sure. 48.9 in the company that I did the race through. So I'd say that's well worth the entrance fee. Yeah. I don't know. He never did tell us how much it was. Well, that's true. Uh, so it wasn't that it. bad. It was about the price <laughs> of a, a t-shirt. So okay, sure. like a, like a t-shirt that you'd buy at a store, not one that you'd get from a promo. Gotcha. Um, I feel like it was like maybe $29. That's not um, bad. That's the metal in the shirt. And, and it got you to be active for, and yeah. it made you go ride the bike. <laughs> yeah. That's so. cool. What about failures? What's your failure story, Preston? Uh, you know, I was really trying to think of one that wouldn't just, um, make me depressed because <laughs> I've got several of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of them fitness related as well, as well. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, I wanted to do something that was a little bit, um, more lighthearted. So here's, here's a story that I, it came to my mind. Um, you guys know, I love video games. Um, I play a lot of video games. There used to be a game that I played a lot called Ollie Ollie. It's a 2d skateboarding game. Like, um, really it's just like trying to create the longest combo that you can down a skateboard. And they did a challenge every day. It was the same map that was basically an infinite generated map. 
but it was the same one for all players. And there was a leaderboard, and whoever could get the longest or the highest score would be at the top of the leaderboard for the whole day. And uh, I was always playing it, and I was always, like, at the bottom. Because I, I wasn't really that good at the game. I just liked playing it. And uh, I was always at the bottom of the leaderboard. And uh, so I was practicing and practicing and trying to get good at this. And then one day, I picked it up, and, like, I just flowed. Like, I mean, it was it was smooth. <laughs> I was, like, combo after combo. I felt so good and accomplished. Wasn't wrecking. Like, I just kept going and going. And, like, I must have been on this run for like at least four times longer than I'm normally on a run. And I felt great about it, mm -hmm. like so good about it. And I get to the end and I land and I look at the leaderboard, boom, number one. Like oh, wow. I am on the top of the leaderboard. Oh, wow. And I was like, yeah, I want to see who else is on this leaderboard and how much better I did than they did. And then I realized it was 12.03 a.m. and there were only five people on the leaderboard <laughs> and most of the others just wiped out because they were probably tired at 12.03 a.m. So then I was like, okay. So then How I looked can back you hold it? about four minutes later and I was like, number 50,000. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. more of a story of temporary success. <laughs> I, guess I would say failure. It <laughs> it's a moment where I felt so successful <laughs> to immediately feel like such a failure. And I, I honestly don't think I've played that game since because I felt so much like, why do I bother trying to get this high score <laughs> if that's as good as I felt and I'm still that bad? Yeah. my I have a story of like failure relates to video games, but not over like that quick, like four minutes later, then it was sure, ba felt bad. Sure. Mine was about 10 years later. Oh, so <laughs> on Facebook, there's a feature called memories and it goes back and it shows you exactly what you posted. However many years ago. And it's for me, it's a reminder to go delete some of my old posts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I probably should be doing that too. So I don't feel the shame every year. Um, but my post from high school, I was very involved in a video game called runescape and oh, it's yeah. an online game and really it's just clicking on things and you just do it over and over and over and your level keeps going up kind of a thing it never stops and this summer i'm seeing now nine ten eleven years ago every summer my junior senior year and right after high school all of my summer posts were like hey my goal today is to get level whatever this and, and this skill and i'm gonna do it and then like i'll see like a week later uh, on my facebook memories hey i got my goal i did it guys <laughs> guess how many likes are on those posts <laughs> um, less than two zero <laughs> how many comments on there saying good job patrick uh, zero uh, <laughs> so now 10 years 11 years later I just feel the shame <laughs> that I spent my summers of my childhood in my basement <laughs> playing a computer game. Patrick, you need to repost those and I will go like and, <laughs> and comment on every single one to let you know how accomplished you should feel. You know, it's true. It, that's, that's what I should do. I had a friend, me and I played a lot of RuneScape when I was in middle school. When I was playing, there was a level cap. It was like 126, I think was the highest you could go. Um, which is a weird number. Yeah. Um, but my friend played it way more than I, I played a lot. Mm -hmm. My friend played it way more than I did. And at one point we looked at his logged hours and it was over. Like if you added up the hours consecutively, yeah. consecutive time, like no, st no stop, no sleep. It was over 
uh, two thirds of an entire year that he has spent playing this game. Like, I, yeah, two thirds of an entire his entire life was spent playing this game. Yeah, and I was like, dude, come on, like that's not healthy. Well, he's a doctor now, so <laughs> <laughs> it worked out. Yeah. I'm loving this conversation because I don't even know what you guys are talking about. This is great. I'm just, <laughs> just listening. My biggest failure, uh, it's not my biggest failure, but I had a significant one a couple weeks ago because my vehicle wouldn't start. And uh, we've had things like wrong with the battery for a while. And so usually it doesn't start. You just jump it and it starts and it's fine for like a long time. Like it, it, it just, the battery would not start the car just at these random moments. Mm. And so this happened a few weeks ago and I went to jump it off and nothing changed. And, like, if you turned the key on, the lights came on, everything came on. It didn't act like the battery was out. I thought it was maybe the fuel pump. Like, I, like I started, like, going deep into YouTube trying mm-hmm. to figure out what is actually wrong with my vehicle and everything else. And I convinced myself that it was the starter. And I called a, a, a local uh, repair shop here in town and told them. And they said, yeah, it sounds like the starter. And the research I'd done had said that this is not something that I could fix myself. And so I got my vehicle towed. And then it was fixed like in two hours because it was the battery. It was just the battery. <laughs> it was it was just the battery. Yep. And I felt like a complete failure. I, <laughs> I was like, I, I am capable of changing a battery. Did the um, did the mechanic shop call you and be like, hey, yeah, you're dumb. It's just well, they, the battery. It, I, like I, all this happened like on a Thursday. I, I called the place on Friday afternoon. They, they came and picked it up Friday, but they're like, we can't look at it till Monday. So like for days I didn't have my vehicle. <laughs> and so then Monday, like I get a call from them pretty early and like your car's ready to pick up. And I'm like, that was man, quick. I thought that you guys would like have to f- for sure figure out what was wrong and then like have to go get a starter. Like I was kind of expecting it to take a few more days. I was hoping to have it by the end of the week, not like mm-hmm. by the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh no, it's just the battery. <laughs> and I was like, oh. So you kind of okay. web MD'd situation for your car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> That's exactly what happened, yes. And I was just very embarrassed that I had to get my vehicle towed and went without for days because of a battery. I do have a lot of of feelings of accomplishment with like my own car repair. And mm-hmm. I've not done anything like repaired an engine or anything, mm-hmm. but when I find like small things wrong with the car, I'll always look it up. I'll try to web MD my car. And most of the time I go the opposite route where most people are like, oh no, my tire is flat. That means I'm going to have to buy a new car or like what people would do with WebMD. Mm-hmm. I am assuming that I can do it. Like, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Um, and so I, I try and I do always feel accomplished when I do. Like uh, I remember last year, I never heard of this happening before, but the, the I think they're called the Schrader valves in the, uh, in the tire. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the valve. Yeah. The valve, the, the, inside part of the valve that was loose and i'd never heard of that before and i would have assumed up until then that that means i need a new tire like a new inner mm-hmm. tube for the tire um but then i started looking it up and i was like you can buy these valve insert things and a tool to do it for like five bucks so i went and i found one at uh i think i actually found it at ace hardware down in walkerton and I came home and it took me like five minutes and I'd fixed, like I'd repaired my tire in that amount of time instead of having to go spend however much money on mm-hmm. a new tire. It took me like $4. Yeah. That's um, always a good feeling. And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm so like, Hey, if you guys ever get a flat tire, I got the tool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I spent $2 on it. <laughs> there's, there's been many things because of YouTube 
Like, I don't know what people did before YouTube. Yeah, you did, just had to have money. a friend who knew something, I exactly. guess. Yeah. I don't know. But, like, I think back to, like, my dad did everything. We didn't take it to anybody. A car, like, which, I mean, he was a mechanic for that. But, he, like, even other stuff. People just fixed things on their own, but I don't know how they knew how to do it without yeah. YouTube. What's interesting is now YouTube gives us the ability to fix almost anything, but also like my generation and younger don't have the patience to do that. We're just like, oh, I'll just buy a new one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got a you, flat tire. I guess I'll just buy a new car. Right. YouTube yeah, has right. saved me a ton of money yeah. over the years. This is this segment's brought to you by YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's a very helpful tool. I mean, you can... The Generation Z, like polls have been out for Generation Z. They believe that they can learn any skill just on YouTube videos. And I agree with that you can learn about 50% of any skill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, could you learn a new language just by watching YouTube? Maybe, but probably not, uh, realistically. But outside of YouTube... There's, there's other, other free resources, yeah. Free resources, yeah. Well, like fixing a car, like you can probably learn about 50% of what you would need to know in order to be a mechanic through many many hours of youtube mm -hmm. um it, it really is a really cool resource that is free so mm -hmm. and this podcast is on youtube what it is, it is. Well, i want to tell you about impact campus ministries a ministry for college-age students impact exists to pursue model and teach intimacy with god on the american university campus it is built on the premise that true success is developing a personal real dynamic relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ. Impact currently has ministries on 17 campuses in eight different states in the United States. Learn more about Impact Ministries at impacttheu.com. So we've been going through our series at NLCC on more than words, and so I thought it'd be cool to sit down and talk about some words in the Bible that we're not really going to talk about in this more than words series that we're doing but maybe some of our favorite words that we find throughout Scripture. So I gave this uh, to you guys um, to find some words that you that really stood out to you. What are some words that are, are your favorite words in the Bible? When I was going through and thinking about this, um, a lot of the words I found, we've kind of already talked about on this podcast mm -hmm. in the past, like worship for one, yeah. and how there's so many different ways of worship and stuff like that, um, and like opportunity and like how you can live your life um, we've already talked about those kind of things. So I found one that I kind of liked that was, um, I think a lot of people need to look into is the word persevere, okay. especially in today's world. There are so many negatives in the world. And I think just finding solutions to that and persevering and coming out on top. Um, when I think of the word perseverance, I think of my middle school teachers, cause that was like our school's like motto for our year oh, yeah like i just remember there's a whole year of like here's what persevere means and you're gonna persevere because i guess they were trying to i guess they realized that middle school was awful and our middle school through. specifically was probably awful so they're <laughs> like yeah we know this is terrible but you just gotta persevere <laughs> i don't know that's when that word when i see that word even in scripture every time it comes up i know what it means because it was driven into our brains from our middle school faculty yeah that's well, cool there's yeah. kind of a there's kind of a negative connotation of the word persevere in the sense that if everything's good you don't have to be told to persevere mm -hmm. there's a there's that aspect of things really crappy right now like mm -hmm. life is not good life is difficult 
whatever else. And even when you read, like, so when you read that word in, in scripture, it's, you, you have to be told to persevere because what you're experiencing would encourage you to quit right? or, or yeah. would make you want to want to back off. Yeah, I guess I've always kind of seen it as more of a word of like encouragement, like, right. like more of a like you can do this kind of word. But I guess you're right. It really does have a little bit more of that. Uh, I mean, it, it is a you can do this, but it's more of a keep going even though this isn't where you want to be. Yeah, like I have an example of like Romans uh, 5, like 2 and 3 is basically talking about like you're being tested, like when you're being tested and you that testing builds your perseverance, which leads then to hope. Mm-hmm. So you're persevering through these tests and these examples, but in the end there's hope. Um, but on the flip side of that, there's also to persevere when you feel like you're doing good all the time is just to continue doing that good. Mm-hmm. So it's like persevere. It has a couple of like smaller different meanings that kind of have the same end goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. I, I just think it's kind of a cool word. Do you think that modern day Christians are good at persevering in their faith? Modern Christians. Yes. American Christians, maybe not. Okay. I think that there's a lot of stories of incredible perseverance worldwide and mm-hmm. some some stories of, of real uh, persecution. I mean, if, if we're going to talk about per- perseverance, you kind of have to talk about persecution mm-hmm. yeah. and the things that you have to overcome. And I don't always think that the word persevere is that encouragement of you can do this. I think sometimes it's all, sometimes it's a, you can't do this, but don't give up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just, yeah. just keep going, keep doing this, keep trusting in God, keep having faith that this is, it may not work out the way that you want, but you have to, trust that that there's a bigger plan involved or that there that that even if it doesn't work out the way you want that god's got you Mm -hmm. it's i mean that's when you read it in scripture there's a lot of language around the idea of there's a lot of reasons to quit there's a lot of reasons to walk away i think of the book of hebrews there's a ton of i I mean that whole book is like an argument to keep people from leaving jesus and going back to judaism Mm -hmm. and so don't don't quit you got to persevere don't don't forget what all this is, and I don't know. I, I think that American Christians are probably not the best source of perseverance, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's just even a Christian thing. I think that's just Americans. I don't know that Americans are very persevere type of people. Yeah, I can get on board with that. I think we're kind of, I think we are kind of soft. We're too comfortable. <laughs> I would we're say too, too easy. The current generation and and stuff like that. Like if you think of like the birth of America, there's a lot of perseverance mm-hmm. and story yeah, of that. Absolutely. But now it's to the point where it's like America has grown to be this powerhouse that we've gotten comfortable, mm-hmm. complacent. Yeah. The American dream has uh, turned into American softness, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh. I don't know. I mean, we have all kinds of stories in scripture too. Of we have stories of perseverance, and we have stories of not necessarily. I mean, the first one that comes to my mind that really kind of shows both was the Israelites in um, during the Exodus, where they they wandered mm-hmm. and wandered and yeah. wandered, and they had faith some days, and some and days some they not. worshipped other gods, and it was kind of this um, this battle between a lot of them between. Uh, trusting God that he's going to provide and feeling like God's not doing enough for them mm-hmm. at the same time. So there's, there's both happening at the same time there. There's stories all throughout scripture of times when people persevered and times where people didn't. Mm-hmm. What's another word, Ben? Do you have one? Uh, my word is, is, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, there's a, I, I've heard of, of uh, churches doing sermon series called Big Butts. And, and I love the title. Yeah, it's, that'll get people to click on the. <laughs> it will, and I just actually did a did a search, and there's actually a uh, there's a book called Big Butts of the Bible. Okay, um, that a guy put together, um, but the word "butt" is so significant throughout Scripture, um, and how it lays out, and like like the the classic example of this is Romans chapter six verse twenty three says, "For the wages of sin is death." So that's really bad news. Like we all deserve to die. Mm-hmm. And then the next word is but, but the gift of God's eternal life in Christ, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so it's, this is the reality. This is what we live in, but that's not what we have to, that, that isn't the end of the story. There's more to it. There's, mm-hmm. uh, there's just so many different ones like Genesis 50, uh, 20. This is the story of, of Joseph and at the end of the story and everything else. And he says this, he says, you intended to harm me. He's talking to his brothers and he says, but. God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. There, there's just so many different things like that. Um, uh, what was another one I found? Just Similar to that, like in Acts 13, the Jewish leaders looked to destroy Jesus, mm-hmm. but God raised him from the dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. First John 4.18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. And so there's just there's just tons of these things of of uh, kind of that compare and contrast kind of mm-hmm. a concept in scripture of of the realities of what life is. However, what God is offering us is something so much better. There's 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 a different side to this story, um, and it would be valuable for us to to focus in on those parts. I've always been drawn to the bad news, good news, like mm-hmm. strategy of speaking or learning. Um, and in preaching and stuff. And so those, like Romans 6.23 is always the first one that stands out because that's worst news followed mm-hmm. by best news. Like it's, I don't think it's the biggest but in the Bible. I think it's the biggest but of all humankind mm-hmm. um, because it's like sin equals death. And that's like, there's an equal sign there. That's permanent. That's, there's a cost to it. Death equals hell. Death equals separation from God. Um, eternal desolation, destruction, lake of fire. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you fully understand what the first half of that sentence is saying, mm-hmm. then you should be on the floor in a dark room crying your eyes out yeah. of fear because yeah. of how terrible this news is. There's no hope. Mm-hmm. I have sinned, and this is my destiny mm-hmm. to yeah. die alone forever, ongoing death, lake of fire, hell, torture, Every bad thing that you can possibly imagine is what I have earned, mm-hmm. and that is what is coming to me. But like big that, that but. but is like life changing, mm-hmm. world changing. Uh, but the gift of God is eternal life, and if you again, if you fully understand what this eternal life really means, then it is so much more than just like oh, I don't have to go there. Mm-hmm. It's eternal life with Christ, it's eternal presence with the creator of the universe, with God. It's eternal life in community with people. Um, it's eternal life with the Holy Spirit, uh, with singing and celebration. And you look at all those pictures of heaven or second earth, and you, when you fully understand what eternal life is and how vastly different it is than eternal death, mm-hmm. that but is so, so crucial. Yeah. And it's the gift of God. Like it's just handed to mm-hmm. you, like it's just there, and, and yeah, it's it's overwhelming. I agree. Yeah, there's tons of them. There's that that good news, bad news. I think is a great way of putting it. 
There's there's just so many of them. Yeah. Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. You know, there's th- that word hint is, is kind of a hinge point in so many different places, and it helps us to see what shouldn't be and what should be. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's a great word. Mm-hmm. If you're ever reading through the Bible and you read that word, um, it, maybe that's a moment to kind of pause and yeah. look yeah. and pause see and what, what's, and what's and really see going what's on. actually being said, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. 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 What about you, Preston? Uh, mine is kind of, it's one word, but it's multiple words. Um, and I, this is something that I talked, or I, I learned about in college. I actually remember the first time I heard this was from Jason French at a CIY um, message. And uh, he was talking about the different names of God. So if you read the Old Testament English, there are lots of times where you'll see the word Lord or the word God. Um, but in English, we only have those words to describe it. In the original Hebrew, they had, I'm trying to count really quickly down what I've got. It's close to like maybe 10 or 15 different words that they actually use mm-hmm. in the Old Testament to describe God. And I really loved uh, hearing about this. And now when I see the word Lord or God in the Old Testament, it causes me to want to look up what word is actually being translated that way. Mm-hmm. We see this a lot with different, so like the word love, again, is another yeah. example. In the New Testament, we have the word love. Um, in the Greek, they have four different words for those. Um, I'm, I can't remember all of them off the top of my head, but phileo, agape. Um, do you know the other two, Ben, off the top of your head? I can tell you what they mean. but I the two I remembered. <laughs> yeah. They, they've got four. One's like, one's like brotherly love. One's love for like a spouse or a family member. Uh, one is unconditional love. That's agape love. Um, you have eros, which is kind of that, that sexual yeah. context of yep. it. Phileia is the brotherly love. Mm-hmm. Uh, agape. Uh, those are the ones that, there's some other words here, but they're ones that I haven't heard before. I think the one, I don't the other one I was feel comfortable of, trying to pronounce correctly. I think the other one I was saying <laughs> to started with a K maybe, K sound. Is that in there? No. Okay. Well, either way, there's there's more than one. And, and when you understand that, you can actually hear, you actually get more context into certain stories. So the, my favorite one with this is the story where uh, Jesus comes to Peter and asks, do you love me? And Peter says, yes. And that's like the classic illustration of how these words were used. Because if you look in the Greek, Jesus is asking, do you agape me? Do you love mm-hmm. me unconditionally? And Peter says, yes, Lord, you know that I phileo you. You know I love uh-huh. you like a brother. And Jesus says, do you agape me? Do you love me unconditionally? And he's like, you know, I love you like a brother. And the words that they're using is different in, in the Greek than um, just the word love. And okay. so it adds some extra context into that story. The same is true, going back to what my word for this po- podcast is, the word for God. Um, there's all kinds of different, there's El Shaddai, there's Elion, Adonai, Yahweh. Um, some of these I can't pronounce, so I'm not necessarily going to try. Um, Rafa, Shema. Um, El Olam. I just wanted to pick out a couple that uh, really stand out to me and really, th- I think, bring some extra context into what's actually being said. Um, so, for example, I think El Shaddai is one of my one of my favorite ones. Uh, I think my top three are probably El Shaddai, Elohim, and uh, and Jira. And Jira, I'll get to that in a second. But El Shaddai, um, it means the Lord Almighty. Um, and so when we, when we see this word being used, it's not just acknowledging God as uh, it's God, 
it's it's acknowledging God as the Almighty God. So it, an example, oops, I just clicked away from it. It's used in Genesis uh, 17, 1. And when Abraham was 90 years old um, and 9, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the Almighty God, walk before me and uh, be perfect. And it's just like God's using that name for himself in that. Um, so he's calling himself the Lord Almighty. And it's just a symbol of power. Um, another one, the uh, El Elyon, or El Elyon. I really probably am not pronouncing this correctly, <laughs> but um, used in Genesis fourteen eighteen, 18. Um, Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was a priest of the Most High God. Um, and so that, that word Elyon. Uh, El, the most high God is one of my favorite ways to address mm-hmm. God, um, in, in prayer, in just general. Uh, I really like the, the word most high God. Um, one more that I wanted to bring out. I mean, Jehovah is a huge one. Oh, everlasting God, El Olam is a, is a huge one again. Um, it just, it, it it's there that the meaning is there. Everlasting right. God. Yeah. Abraham planted a grove in Beersheba and called there the name of the Lord, Elam, which is the everlasting God. Mm. Um, Elohim is judge and creator. It means both of those, which is kind Interesting. of... Interesting. Yeah. Um, but it's a... I, I like the Elohim because it really points to his creation more so, I think, most of the time. In Genesis 1.1, that word, in the beginning... Uh, God created the heaven and the earth. The word is Elohim. In the beginning, Elohim created the heaven and the earth. Okay. And so you're using a, a creative or a creator word to describe God in that one. Jaira is the one I was trying to get to. The Lord will provide is what Jaira means. Um, and it only occurs once in the Old Testament. Uh, it's in Genesis 22:14. And Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah Jaira is the name of the place. And it said to this day, the Mount of the Lord it shall be seen. So Abraham was naming a location after the providence of of God. And um, there's that song that just came out in the the basement church album by Elevation and someone else. I can't remember, but I love like this song. Basically, just shouts Jaira over and over again. Jaira, you are enough. Um, and I really like that anthem. Just That's cool. shouting out, Jaira mm-hmm. is enough. God, you are enough. Um, Talking through perseverance, talking through, mm-hmm. you know, whatever's going on in life, just acknowledging with that word you're acknowledging, it's not just God, it's God who will provide. Yeah. God is enough. God will give me what I need. That's that's really cool. Like I knew about like love and how it's there's different words for it and everything like that in the in the Bible, but I never thought about these different names for God just mm-hmm. being so different and meaning so many different things. Yeah. It's that's really cool. Yeah. There's a there's all kinds of resources out there. The I'm looking right now off of blueletterbible.org. So if you wanted to look again, there's probably twelve or fifteen different ones, um, and I would encourage you guys to like actually look through there. Um, but you can see all the different names and, and different times that they're used, and they actually bring some extra meaning into, especially like when David uses them in the Psalms. Mm-hmm. Um, you get you get more meaning out of what a Psalm is when you understand how David is perceiving God in that moment. Sure. Like, is he seeing God as a powerful God? Mm-hmm. Or is he seeing God as a jealous God? Um, you know, there's, there's, there's Lord of our righteousness, the Lord who sanctifies us. Uh, the Lord is peace. Like, there are times when, mm-hmm. when we see God as, as a peaceful God. Shalom is the, the word for peace. Um, and, uh, and so, like, when we, when we get to see how these are actually used, it brings extra 
context into yeah, what's happening and how God is being perceived by the author of that particular thing. A whole other way to read the Bible. If you think you've read the Bible, read it again. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, I guess absolutely. if I was saying, like, what's one of my favorite words in the Bible, I guess I could say it's God. But <laughs> specifically looking at some of these other words for God in the Old Testament is uh, is a really cool exercise. And there's and again, there's lots of resources. There's even there's some books and there's other resources of even how to pray these names, how to how to connect with these perspectives of, of who God is, the, the names and what it communicates about him, and then how you can go about um, even using those I, within a prayer life. I hadn't and, thought and of doing that, but I yeah. am really excited to actually try that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um this one I, I didn't I didn't know this one. The Lord is my banner. That's mm-hmm. a really cool thought. Like, 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 like there's a, pride in that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a banner you would display. Um, it's used in Exodus seventeen fifteen, and Moses built an altar and called it the name of it Jehovah Nisi, if I'm saying that right. Yeah. Um, the Lord is my banner. I don't know. That's cool. That is cool. No, there's a lot of neat stuff. Hey, if you're listening to this uh, as it comes out um, before August 21st, and if you're in the North Liberty area, then I really want to encourage you to check out Party in the Park. We're doing it on August 21st, Saturday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and this is a free event for anybody who could possibly want to come and hang out. We've got family uh, activities. We're going to have some music. Uh, We're going to have food trucks. Again, everything is paid for already. All you have to do is come hang out for the afternoon, um, get some free food, get some family fun in. Splash pad. Yep. There's bounce houses. There'll be some face painting, some balloon art, all sorts of stuff. I think we're probably going to be nine square there. Um, Games for the kids, people to talk to, food to eat. Free food. Free food. Lots of free food. Mm -hmm. Made by professional people from a food truck. Not (laughs) not me. (laughs) I won't be cooking for you. (laughs) Someone who knows what they're doing will be. And and you'll like it. And I mean, I'm a big fan of food truck food. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, anytime there's a food truck and I'm hungry, I'm going to stop and try to find something that I can. We're going to have Cuban food there. And that's, I'm super excited about that truck. Very excited. There's a, yeah, Cuban food. There's a hot dog truck. And then what's the third one? It's a, it's a June buggies. It's a, like authentic Mexican tacos. Um, and the hot dog one is gourmet hot dogs. Like they have everything you can think of. Like bacon wrapped hot dogs. Hot dogs I can get at Walmart. Yeah. No, this is like gourmet, hardcore hot dogs. I don't want to be a downer here. But is there really such a thing as a gourmet hot dog? Oh, like, the, don't get me started on the hot dogs. Well, I get all right. So here's, here's what's gonna happen. The first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna have one of these gourmet hot dogs, and I'm gonna find out if my life has changed. The first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go see if I can get a Cuban sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Come August 21st and find out if gourmet hot dogs are Listen, a real hey, thing. Hey, it's free. So it as is. long as you're willing to stand in line, I don't know how long long the lines are gonna be, but you can get you can try all of them. You can find a gourmet hot dog and. You, then you can eat your gourmet hot dog while you're in line for some Cuban food. Yeah. And if it's gross, you can throw it away. And you can just send your kids to go get some tacos at June yeah. Buggies. There you go. <laughs> Whatever you want. Uh, come to this event, please. Um, we are really excited to put it on. This is a gift from NLCC to our community. We just, I mean, our only agenda is for you to have a good afternoon. Mm-hmm. Like, that's our plan. Um, so uh, please come enjoy it. We don't want to do this without um, people actually... Uh, coming to to enjoy a great afternoon together. We did this a couple years ago, and it was fantastic. I loved it. Uh, we couldn't do it last year, but we're back full force this year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ben, you have prepared for us a game, right? 
I have. Uh, this past weekend was the induction of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Because of COVID last year, they actually inducted the 2020 class as well as the 2021 oh. class. Uh, and so a lot of new members went in, and I thought it would be just a lot of fun to ask you guys some questions to see how much you guys know about uh, about Hall of Fame, some players, some of that different kind of stuff. I'll tell you about as much as I know. Not much. <laughs> I don't know. Well, then this will be very fun. We'll get you a, particip- pra- you this a participation NFL, trophy. This, NFL is, this is NFL Hall of Fame. Fame. Okay. So football, okay. American football. Okay. All right. I, I mean, of the sports that I watch, football's probably the second one. So I might know some names. There we go. All right. Well, we'll start with this. Uh, how many years must a player or coach have been retired before they are eligible for mm. the Hall of Fame? And this is multiple choice, but I want to give you guys a chance to say it if you know Do it like beforehand. A, we're not doing like a closest without going over like prices, no, right? No, no, okay. no, no. So if you think you know it, just let me know. But if not, I'll go ahead and give you the options. So I am using my little knowledge mm-hmm. of some players that I used to watch when I was a much bigger football fan that I feel like have not yet been in the Hall of Fame, but should be or will be at some point in time. So based on that, I watched players a lot in the early to mid-2000s, and I don't think they're in the Hall of Fame yet, to my knowledge. I'm going to say 20 years. Okay. I, I think it's less than that. I may be wrong, but I think Peyton Manning was inducted this year. He was. So that would lead me to believe it's between five and ten years. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes more sense. Um, but my guess was 20, so I, I guess I'll stick <laughs> with it. I'm going to say five because uh, I don't remember when his last year he played was. But let's see the multiple choice, and that'll probably. Multiple choice is one, five, and ten. Oh, dang it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, well, if multiple choice, I'm going five. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is five. Okay, good deal. Pat, right. I'm giving that one to you, Patrick. That's Boom. great. And the rule there is because they don't want. Like there's been guys who've retired and then come back like two years later. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. And so you have to actually be out of the game long enough to where they feel like you aren't going to come back. That makes sense. Um, let me see here. Which college has produced the greatest number of Hall of Famers? Ooh. I want your answer pre Ohio choice. State University. There we go. Um, I'm going to go with Florida. That's not my actual guess. Okay. <laughs> my actual guess is, uh, geez. Oh, geez. What's the name? Big time Notre Dame rival. Michigan? Nope. California school. USC. USC. That's oh, my guess. That's actually, my actual that's guess. That's a really good guess. Okay. Uh, I should let you know that the answer that I have is based off of 2016. So it's okay. a little bit dated. So I don't know how accurate this one is. But as of 2016, the three options I'm giving you are Michigan, Alabama, and Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. All very good guesses. Uh, I'm going to go with... Michigan. I'll guess Notre Dame because I actually think it is Michigan, but I'll guess Notre Dame. It is Notre Dame. Oh, oh really? Dang, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, which of these Hall of Fame quarterbacks never won a Super Bowl title? Brett Favre, Joe Namath, or Jim Kelly? I don't know two of those. All names. three of them are in the Hall of Fame. One of them did not win a Super Bowl. Hmm. Brett Favre, Joe Namath, Jim Kelly. I think there's no way Brett Favre didn't win a Super Bowl because, yeah, he. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty positive he did win a Super Bowl. You, don't, you think? don't go off. I'm just laughing because it's so much fun to listen to you talk about it. It's great. 
The fact that I don't know two of those names <laughs> <laughs> means they probably never won a Super Bowl. They, At least one of them might. Uh, yeah, there's a better chance of them not winning a Super Bowl. I'm going to guess Jim Kelly. Is that right? Jim Kelly or Joe Namath? I'll go with Namath. Uh, the answer is Jim Kelly. Bonus points. What <laughs> team did he play for? Oh, geez. Uh, Detroit Lions. The New York Giants. Buffalo Bills. Okay. I was closer. Hey, you were you closer. Were, <laughs> you were right region. Half point for Preston. Uh, let's see. Which NFL team has the most Hall of Fame inductees? And again, this is off of 2016. I think it's still accurate based on the number that I'm seeing of how many there are. I think that this is probably still true. But which NFL team has the most Hall of Fame inductees? Um, I'm going to guess the Steelers, Pittsburgh. Mm, that's a good guess. Um, I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, your multiple choice is the Packers, Patriots, or Bears? Uh, I'd say the Bears. You think it's the Bears? Yeah, I do. That would be my next guess. I really don't think it's the Bears. <laughs> I don't think it's the Patriots. I think you threw that one in because they have a lot of Super Bowl rings, so I'm going to go with Packers. It's the Bears. Dang it. Boom. I was just thinking about the their like glory days. All of those guys have to be in, this, in the Hall of Fame. I didn't see. see. I didn't know the Bears had glory days. Are the there 80s, more offensive linemen or defensive linemen in the Hall of Fame? Again, this is 2016. Oh, I'm going I would defense. assume defense as well. You're both wrong. It's offense. Well, how about that? Oh. <laughs> how many? This is all right. So I've been waiting to get to this question. <laughs> how many Cincinnati Bengals players have been inducted into the Hall of Fame? I By no the way, the, as, as a, a Bengals fan, as, I have as no of 2016, idea. the Bears had 32 players in the Hall of Fame. Mm. Okay, so that's the number. Let's say three for and the Bengals. And that's the most. For the Bengals? Yeah. Oh, geez. I really have no idea. I'm going to guess. This is Patrick's team. That's why I could Yeah, I have no <laughs> idea. Um, this isn't this is just players? Uh, it says how many Cincinnati Bengal players have been okay. inducted into the hall? Jeez, uh, I'm going to guess one. Uh, multiple choices, 12, 10, and two. I'm going to guess mm. two. I'll go 10 just because I need a point. No, you should have stuck with your – it's two. But bonus points for Patrick. Patrick, can you tell me who the two players are who are in the Hall of Fame? No idea. As of 2016. Not players. I would assume Paul Brown is in the Hall of Fame, but not as a I think player. he is. Yeah, I think you're right. Charlie Joyner, which I don't know who that is. Nope, no idea. But the other is Anthony Munoz. You should know that one. Nope. Really? <laughs> I'm terrible with names. He was a big lineman, uh, offensive lineman for them. No, yeah, see, I wouldn't have known. Okay. Uh, let me see. I know Joe Burrow. He's the only one I can remember. <laughs> His knee is healthy. He's so pretty. All right. Which of these former number one overall draft picks is also a Hall of Famer? Drew Bledsoe, Terry Bradshaw, or Bo Jackson? All of them were drafted number one. Which one of them is actually in the Hall of Fame? Uh, I'm going to go Bradshaw. Um, I'm going to say Bradshaw, too, because I think he just got inducted in. Uh, you're copying me. Brad, it is Bradshaw, but he's been in for a while. Oh, really? Yeah, he's okay. been in for a while. But Drew Bledsoe and Bo Jackson did not have Hall of Fame careers. What's our scores right now? Am I close? Uh, I, <laughs> no. I don't know what the score is, but I, it's not you. I'll start answering first so I won't just copy you because I'm not actually just copying you. All right, here. This is a this is for lots of points here, okay? Lots of points. Uh, this one, um, if I get this one right, I win. I'm going to give you multiple choice on this first one, and then you then the second part will be if you can tell me the teams. Okay. How many NFL teams have no Hall of Fame inductees? Two, five, or eight? Mm. 
Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two. Yeah, I'm between two and five because I don't think there's any way that he'd expect me to list out eight teams. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with two. Okay, two is the correct answer. You want me? You want me I to try to name Patrick? Who are the two teams that don't have any? I'm gonna guess the Dodgers. Carolina Panthers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, I'm gonna guess. Man, I just like my football knowledge is so narrow between the time that I watch football. So I'm just basing it <laughs> off of the teams that I actually know weren't good and haven't been good in my lifetime. Well, you know the Bengals have two. <laughs> yeah, we know it's not the I'm Bengals. Gonna, we know it's I'm going to go with the Dolphins and the look I just gave Ben <laughs> when he said the Dolphins. <laughs> uh, the, I'm going I'm to stick with the Dolphins <laughs> and the Browns. Oh, geez. <laughs> Those are both very you're awful me, decisions. You're telling me the Browns have been good? Yes. I'm not telling you they've been good. They've been around forever. Yeah. Oh, and so I should have been looking for new teams. Well, that, that would be the better strategy, and that's what Patrick did with yeah. guessing the Pan- Panthers and Jaguars, but that's only half correct. The Jaguars are one of the teams, but the other one is the Houston Texans. Mm. Okay. Oh, well, and well, really, that has too. to do with those are two of the three most new Newer, teams yeah. to the league. So how many, how many Hall of Famers does Miami have? Oh, a lot. Really? They, they, they were a powerhouse mm-hmm. in the 70s and, and 80s. I didn't watch football in the 70s. <laughs> well, I didn't either, but I just I know these I was things. Just, in the 70s, I was just really busy not being born yet. So. <laughs> Here you go. Let me give you one that I think you might know. Uh, I mean, it's okay no, that I don't you, know. <laughs> this is actually so. Here you go. This is a fun one. Who is the only player inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the Canadian Football Hall of Fame? Mm. Multiple choice. Dick Butkus, Steve Young, or Warren Moon? Mm. I have, I have, I don't even have a good guess. Two of those guys I know played in the Canadian Football League. I don't. I'll help you. I don't think Dick Butkus did. Okay, well, thanks for <laughs> that. Thanks be for my the guess. hint because that was definitely going to be my I, hint. I, Steve Young and Warren Moon both played in the Canadian Football League. All right, well, you got butt on my mind from our conversation earlier, <laughs> and Dick Butkus. So I'm going to go with Warren Moon. Was that the other name you said? Mm-hmm. Makes me think of a butt too. <laughs> i don't even care what patrick says that's correct you're yes. right that's good here this is i'm gonna, i'm trying to give you a layup this is the last question gotcha. right? which of these former kansas city chiefs greats is in the hall of fame okay i'm can i try to guess yeah. uh i mean they have a lot but I'm sure they have a lot there's, there's this is like which of these three is what i'm going to ask but you you give me everything you got now i'm probably gonna i'm probably gonna embarrass myself because i know the chiefs were way better before i was actually watching football mm-hmm. but i also remember tony gonzalez being a huge name so mm-hmm. that's my guess that's a great guess he will be in the hall of fame but okay. he's not been retired for five years oh yet. really i thought he would have retired no he played with the falcons for a long time gotcha. he just retired a couple years ago okay so he's he's not hit that five-year mark yet. Gotcha. all right give me the names in Don, uh, deron cherry priest holmes Derek thomas gotta be priest holmes <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> Man, this is making me feel so much older than you guys. Uh, it's not Priest Holmes. It's Derek Thomas. Derek Thomas. Priest was, Holmes isn't in the Hall of Fame? He's not. Priest Holmes had like two or three good years of a career, and that's it. And well, Priest Holmes, the two or three years that I watched the Chiefs. Exactly. <laughs> Before that's, I moved over to the I guess the, it was more uh, of a St. setup to set you up to fail. Mm. Uh, yeah, Priest Holmes was a Texas boy, by the way, University of Texas. Really? Mm-hmm. And had a decent career for a few years. Was an MVP, I think, one year for the Kansas City Chiefs. But Derek Thomas was like an out-of-this-world linebacker for the 
Really? Chiefs like a late 80s, early 90s. Again. And died. Is he not being he, born yet? He died tragically in a car accident. Really? While he was still playing in the league. Oh. Uh, was an incredible player. Uh, game wrecker. And, Can uh, you be introduced into the Hall of Fame after death? Mm-hmm. Posthumously. Mm. Yes. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, so I watched the Chiefs a lot in the early 2000s when it was Priest Holmes uh, and Tony Gonzalez, those guys. Um, cause my dad was a huge chiefs fan. Then I was like, I don't want to be a chiefs fan. I want to be a St. Louis Rams fan. And at the time the Rams had a powerhouse thing. They yeah. had Isaac Bruce, uh, Marshall Falk. Isaac Bruce just got inducted into the hall of fame this right. weekend. He's one of them. Uh, if that Marshall been Falk a question, has been, if, if that, if either of those would have been a question, those are two names that I definitely would have Kurt assumed. Warner is Kurt in the hall Warner of fame. was there. They also had, uh, Grant Wistrom which is a Web City guy. Mm-hmm. So I was a big fan of just... Uh, I think Orlando Pace. Was Orlando Pace for them. was legitimately my favorite player. And he's in the Hall of Fame. I remember playing NFL Street, <laughs> which is a game where mm-hmm. it's like NFL without rules. And my favorite thing to do was give Orlando Pace the ball because no one could tackle him. <laughs> <laughs> it's not real life. Yeah. But that's probably true. Um, but then I was a huge Donovan McNabb fan. Um, and so he came around and that's why I shifted my focus over to the Eagles and I just kind of landed there. Mm-hmm. And I've been an Eagles fan ever since. And that's kind of, that was really great back in 2017 yeah. or 18. Uh, not as great since then. So, yeah. Well, once again this week, we found a trivia that Patrick would win. Not so much because <laughs> he actually knew a whole lot, but just because of how much the other person didn't. What we're finding out is Patrick is, <laughs> is in between Ben and I in his knowledge of of our hobbies and interests so he knows a little bit less than the person presenting the questions but a little, a little bit, bit more, more than, than the other person, person competing so <laughs> next absolutely the next, next podcast time, i will put together one i don't know if i should do it based off an interest or i'll just do like a really fun like really crazy random questions you do whatever you think is necessary yeah. to I feel make like if it you fair. pick an interest it's going to pick a side yeah yeah that's that's true <laughs> so you know what i will go full-blown random trivia that I find interesting. Okay. There we go. Because actually just trivia in general, like all that random stuff, I find very interesting. So I, I we'll do like that. random trivia, but it the, there's hard to get a leg up in that because it can be just so random. Yeah, true. There's only so much a human can Preston's know. already making excuses for when I beat him. <laughs> <laughs> sure am. But hey, out of the two of us, Ben, mm-hmm. which one has a shark medal? <laughs> it's only you, man. It's only me. It's only you. So. I can't feel too bad about not knowing about football because I have a shark medal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening in to the Other Six Podcast. Uh, we look forward to being back here with you again in a couple weeks. 